I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, it's Seat Kulazinac. Welcome to the Arsenal Audio Program. Premier League, Sunday, May the 6th, 2018. Arsenal versus Burnley. Kick-off, 4.30pm. The contents. The boss, Arsene Wenger. The captain, Per Mertesacker. Voice of Arsenal. Arsene Tributes, Thierry Omri. Arsene Tributes, The Fans. Player Feature, Aaron Ramsey. Arsene Tributes, Pat Rice. Arsenal Women. Match Action, Arsenal versus Atletico Madrid. My Story, The Arsenal Foundation. Community, Arsene Tributes, Ken Fryer, OBE. Match Action, Manchester United versus Arsenal. Match Action, Atletico Madrid versus Arsenal. Arsene Tributes, Patrick Vieira. The Visitors, Burnley. Arsene Tributes, Sir Alex Ferguson. And Teams. The Boss, Arsene Wenger. After speaking to the matchday programme more than 600 times, these are Arsene's last notes. Arsene was talking to Josh James. Unfortunately, I have to begin my final programme notes with a painful reflection on Thursday's defeat in Madrid. It hurts because you don't get many opportunities to get through to a final. If you think of the two games overall, it's very, very hard to take because we have the impression there was room for us to go through. Also, the draw wasn't ideal for us. Not only did we get Atletico Madrid, but we got them at home first. But, despite that, you have to say that the team gave absolutely everything in the two games. We were a bit short on finishing our chances, and also on our defensive focus. That's the story we have seen so many times before this season. We were about to go in at half-time with Atletico having basically no chances, apart from maybe for Costa in the first minutes. But then we were 1-0 down so that made it difficult. I must say too that it hurt to see Laurent Koscielny suffer an injury which I fear is a serious one. We don't know yet for certain, 
but it will be a bitter blow for Laurent if he is out for a long period, particularly with the World Cup this summer. So now we are looking at our final three league games, starting with my last game at Emirates Stadium. Personally, I expect today will be dominated by sadness. It's the end of a long story for me at Arsenal. But I will also feel grateful for having led this club that I cherish so much for such a long time. I tried to commit completely for so many years to make people happy and I wish just that people who love this club will be happy in the future and get what they really want and love. I've met people for whom I am the only Arsenal manager they have known, so now this is a good opportunity for the club to have new people and new ideas and to continue to move the club forward, which is what I've tried to do my whole life. I've met so many fans, so many nice people on a daily basis who really appreciated what I tried to do or what I did. So today is also an opportunity for me to thank all the people who have been so faithful. I had the luxury to manage for 22 years in a sold-out stadium. That's a real luxury in life when you are in my job. I've also had the privilege of managing so many great players – First of all, they were great people, and after that, they were as well great players. Most of the time, the two cohabited together. That's a privilege, and I think many people had a positive experience at Arsenal. I'm very proud that over decades we could maintain an identification of players to the club. The players have a special attachment. Part of life as a player is to experience a special place, and that's Arsenal. I've always wanted to create that by the way we play football, by the way we behave, by the mentality and spirit we have in the club. And I think, honestly, I can't remember one player who didn't try to call me or try to come back. It's part of the pride that Arsenal should have as well to think we should leave a special print in the mind of players. We have had players from all over the world, Sport can contribute to understanding of people who come from different cultures and as a club we've contributed to that. It's not only me because there has been no real reluctance inside the club to it. They let me do it and maybe that is why Arsenal is loved and cherished all over the world. The board always encouraged me to buy foreign players as long as they are good. That's the most important thing. People want to win games and want to see quality. I'd say what has linked all my teams through the years is the desire to play as a connected team at a high pace and to make the players reach a complex form of collective football. That means involving at least three players every move to express your talent and make people feel that when football is expressed in a collective way and with a high understanding, it's art. What I will miss most about this job is the competition itself. The collective feeling, the sharing of emotions with people you work with on a daily basis, the desire to feel something together and the target you always have in front of you. I will miss the intensity of it all, because that's all I have known in my life. What I'll miss the least is certainly the huge disappointments and huge suffering you can get the loneliness you can experience when things don't go well. In this job, you get too much praise when things go well, and you get too much negativity when they don't. 
you are always in an excessive world, so that's why it's always important to be balanced, to have your feet on the ground and take a little distance from the situations to keep completely normal, because you can quickly lose ground. I am not involved in who my successor will be, that's not my job, but what I would say to him is he should follow what he thinks is right for the club. Have a good assessment of the team, because I think this team has quality, and move the club forward with your own ideas. Don't be struck too much by what happened before, just do what you think is right for the club. I have been guided in my whole life here by one thing, is that good for the club or not? You have to think and act for the club like you own it. That is the advice I'd give to him. You have to prepare to have that strength to fight every day to do the best possible for Arsenal. My final message to you all, the fans, is first of all, thank you very much for all your support down the years. Continue to stand behind and support the club that is so special to all of us. No matter what happens in future, keep faith in what the club is doing. Like you, I will continue to support Arsenal for the rest of my life. The Captain. It's goodbye, but there are no regrets from the skipper. Firstly, I want to say something about the game on Thursday. We made it difficult for ourselves after conceding in the first leg. Going to Atletico knowing we had to get something from the game was always going to be difficult, as they are so skilled at holding on to a result. I know the fans are hurting, but there were positive performance we could take from both legs. It came down to fine margins, but we needed to find a way of those margins working for us, not against us. I was devastated for Lolo. It looks like really bad news for him in terms of the World Cup, which is such a cruel blow. He's been outstanding for us and for France for many years. He's always given everything, playing through pain at times, and it's desperate for him to suffer what looks like a serious injury at this time. We will all be here to support him. For me, today marks the end of a brilliant journey. From the first time I stepped on the pitch in the Bundesliga as a very tall and skinny teenager, to doing it for the last time as the BFG I'm here and now, it's been quite a trip. I'm humbled and grateful for the opportunities and the position I've been put in by numerous people. To finish my career here makes it more special for me. It was never in my mindset. I never dreamt of being part of Arsenal Football Club. To finish my career and to have been put in the position where people have enabled me to continue my journey at Arsenal in a different role. Staying in London, staying at my beloved club, makes it a satisfying moment to close one chapter and open another one straight away. That's why I'm so excited and satisfied and ready to go. I don't feel sad. I don't feel as though I haven't reached my potential. There's basically no regrets on what I've done with my life and within life as a professional footballer. As I said, I'm very grateful for the opportunities. I've grabbed them with intensity, with discipline, with what I stand for. Thank you to the people who trusted me to come to this football club, to captain this club, and to have my next chapter here as well. That's very satisfying, and puts me in a position where I'm motivated and excited for what comes next. There's no big hole now. It's about what comes next, and I know what that is. I want to finish strongly, though. 
I want to train hard, try to improve the team and be on the ball in every single training session to show the kind of role model I am. That leads to my next journey, being present, being a role model and trying to find my way. It's all about learning, growing and taking the next role as seriously as I did with this one. I've always taken a lot of pride in being here and wearing the shirt. I want to make sure the next generation knows what it means to do that. I want to continue to work hard and continue to make this club better. That's my next journey. I want to make sure that the next generation is strong, no matter what challenges they face in life. It's about understanding what it means to wear the Arsenal shirt. But as well, it's about what happens next to those who don't make it here. I want us to demand a lot, challenge a lot and care a lot for all these players who enter the academy. So many memories stand out from my time here, most notably when I joined the club and of course those three FA Cups in four years as well. We haven't lived up to our expectations in the league, but in terms of the highs, it was always the season-ending finals, the FA Cup finals. I know that the FA Cup sits below the championship, but to do it three times in four years is special, and always will be. To be part of that group and that achievement will be historical as well, even if I know that we haven't lived up to the level of winning the title. Maybe I can influence the next generation to have that target and to make the last step being consistent for 38 games. Still, the parades and the emotional feeling of the first FA Cup was brilliant. The feeling of playing Chelsea last year after a year out will last forever as we were such underdogs and our team was so undermined by injuries and red cards. That will always be a very special memory. Today is a special day too because lots of people who have given a lot to the club are leaving. It's a great occasion to show how good we are in terms of appreciating those that have dedicated so much to this club, while still looking ahead to the future. Thanks to the boss for trusting in me. Thanks to Vic Ackers for everything he's done for the club, and congratulations to Alex Scott on an amazing career. My advice to the next captain? Just be yourself. Nowadays there are more leaders in a team. Everyone needs to lead at some stage, but there are positions in a club where you have more responsibilities. You should never change your personality. You can be a more silent leader. You can be a more vocal leader. You can be someone who is present in games or not present in games. There are so many ways of leading. It's just about being authentic. Finally, to you the fans, thank you so much for always supporting me. I was welcomed from my first day, and no matter how many struggles I had in my first season, you always stuck with me. Myself and my family always felt welcome here, and that's so special to us. Thanks for the nickname. Thanks for welcoming me with open arms. Now I will make sure that I develop people who understand what it means to play for the club, to wear this badge, to make you proud of them. Pear was talking to Nick Bromsack. Voice of Arsenal Merci Arsene Hashtag Merci Arsene At today's match we celebrate the 22 year career of Arsene Wenger as our manager All the supporters inside the stadium will be receiving a commemorative t-shirt which we are asking everyone to wear during the match in order to create a special atmosphere for Arsene's last home match as our manager 
We ask you all to stay in the stadium after the final whistle, when we will be coming together to thank Arsene for being the most successful manager in our history. We would also be saying a big thank you to first team captain Per Mertesacker, whose final notes can be found on page 10, women's captain Alex Scott, who we interview on page 38, and legendary kitman and founder of the women's team, Vic Akers, whose heartfelt goodbye can be read on page 20, before Arsene, together with the first team squad, embark on a lap of appreciation after the match. 22-gun Salou The memorable 22-year Arsenal career of Arsene Wenger. Much appreciated. Arsene's influence has been truly global throughout his career. Many tributes were sent into the club, but we thought we'd share this one from the Japanese FA, who were very keen to congratulate him on his career with us. Dear Arsene, cordial greetings from Japan. I would like to pay heartfelt tribute to you on your long career of dedication and service at Arsenal Football Club, which you have shaped and guided over 22 years. The fact that you led a Japanese club to a national championship immediately before coming to England, where you made Arsenal the club that it is today, has been a source of immense pride to the JFA and the whole of the football family in Japan. The impact that you had on the way that the game is played and clubs are run has left an indelible mark on Japanese football, leading to the national team's appearance at six consecutive World Cups. We are most grateful to you for laying the foundation of this success. Indeed, your influence has been felt the world over, which is why Arsenal is now a global brand in itself. I wish you all the best in the next chapter of your glittering career and look forward to witnessing you working your magic wherever you may be and whatever you may do with warmest personal wishes. Koso Tashima Today's programme This afternoon's programme is dedicated to Arsene Wenger with tributes throughout this issue and an additional publication provided free with the programme charting his career with the Gunners. Thanks to all those fans who sent in tributes, which feature on pages 41 to 44. We're sorry we couldn't include dozens more that were submitted. Hopefully we can find a place for them elsewhere within Arsenal Media. Everyone at the Matchday programme would also like to say thank you to Arsene. The manager's programme notes are a key facet of the programme, and there wasn't a single occasion in his Arsenal career not even after the most difficult result, when he wouldn't spare club journalists the time to be interviewed for his notes, ensuring they have hopefully been entertaining and enlightening for supporters. Thanks, boss. Join the Club Supporters Forum. Interested in joining the Club Supporters Forum? We have some vacancies available from the start of next season. The vacancies follow the retirement of the following members after two years of service and are as follows. Category A. 16 to 21 year old representative. B. Gold member. C. Over 60 year old. D. Shareholder. E. Away scheme member. F. 
women's representative. The forum meets three times a season before home games and has the following aims. To maintain an effective two-way dialogue between the club and fans. To ensure the club has a continued understanding of issues that affect supporters. An opportunity for the club to discuss and develop new ideas with fans' representatives. The forum is attended by our Chief Executive Ivan Gazidis and other senior club officials. The key areas covered include ticketing, stadium development, policing, community activities. Forum members are expected to act as a conduit for fans' questions and queries from the broad areas of support they represent. A web form query submission process has been set up on www.arsenal.com for supporters to submit queries to forum representatives. Appropriate administrative support will be provided by the club. If you're interested, email communications at arsenal.co.uk for an application form. Calling Southern Burnley fans. The London Clarets is the oldest independent Burnley supporters club in existence, with membership not just restricted to those living in London. The group organises cheap travel to most games outside the South East, provides a ticket service for away games and issues a renowned bi-monthly magazine. It also has an excellent calendar of social events. Visit www.londonclarets.org.uk or email londonclarets at gmail.com for more information. Football and fitness. Live near the Emirates. Before you go to work, why not start your day with some football and fitness at the Arsenal Hub? The session is open to women and men. For more details, contact jchaffey at arsenal.co.uk. Arsenal remembers. At half-time, we will be showing a memorial graphic also reproduced here on the stadium big screens featuring the names of fans who have sadly passed away during this season. This will give us all the opportunity to show our respects to our supporters who are no longer with us. Get well soon, Lauren. Everyone at the club would like to wish Lauren Kozimni well following suffering what looked like a serious Achilles injury on Thursday night. The Gunners' vice-captain, who regularly takes the armband in the absence of Per Mertesacker, was undergoing tests when we went to print on Friday, and we sincerely hope Lauren, who has played well over 300 games for the Gunners, will be on the road to recovery as soon as possible. Farewell, Tom and Michael. Everyone at Arsenal would like to wish good luck to Tom Bennett and Michael O'Brien, who are leaving the club this summer. A valued member of our communications department, Tom has been at Arsenal for eight years and has proofread many stories for this very publication over the years. Meanwhile, Michael, who has been assistant to club secretary David Miles for many years, is leaving us to pursue work with the Premier League. Thanks a lot, both, and all the very best for the future. Rob's New Deal, congratulations to Rob Holding, who has signed a new long-term contract with us. The 22-year-old defender joined us from Bolton Wanderers in July 2016 and made his debut against Liverpool in the opening match of the 2016-17 season. 
he's gone on to make 42 first-team appearances and helped the team win the Emirates FA Cup against Chelsea at Wembley Stadium last year. Rob has five England under-21 caps and was part of the squad that reached the semi-final of the 2017 UEFA European Under-21 Championship in Poland. We would like to congratulate Rob on his new contract and look forward to his continued contribution in the coming years. Thanks to the Ball squad, it's an afternoon of goodbyes at Emirates today. And sticking with that theme, we'd like to offer a big thanks to the Ball squad for all their help over the course of the 2017-18 season. Today will be their final match and they will be replaced by a new intake of 20 junior gunners when we return to the Emirates in August. Play on the pitch, the Arsenal Charity Shield 2018. Our traditional end-of-season charity football tournament, proceeds to the Arsenal Foundation, will take place on the hallowed turf at Emirates Stadium on Sunday, May 13th. This is a unique opportunity for Arsenal fans. For details, interested teams should email Beverly Nicholas on bnicholas at arsenal.co.uk. Places are limited, so if you're interested, make sure you email Beverly soon. Legends take on Real Madrid, the Arsenal Legends Foundation match. Arsenal Legends v Real Madrid, Saturday, September 8th, 2018. Kickoff 2pm. Our Legends take on Real Madrid greats home and away this year in aid of both clubs' charitable foundations. We travel to the Santiago Bernabeu for the first game on Sunday, June 3rd. The two teams then come to Emirates Stadium on Saturday, September 8th, kick-off 2pm. Our inaugural Legends match against AC Milan Glory in 2016 helped to raise £1 million to build football pitches around North London and internationally. Tickets are now on sale to all members of the Arsenal membership. Fixture release date. This afternoon's match is our final home fixture this season, but we'll have details of our Premier League fixtures for 2018-19 on the morning of June 14. Stay close to our social media channels and arsenal.com for more information. Ref Watch, Andre Mariner. Today's referee is Andre Mariner. From the West Midlands, an experienced official, Mr Mariner has officiated in the Premier League since 2005 and has taken charge of 15 of our games since the start of the 2014-15 season. Anti-Semitic and discriminatory chanting of all kinds is offensive to home and away supporters alike and will not be tolerated. If you witness any form of offensive chanting at the match, you can report it to a matchday steward or use our See Something, Say Something service by texting FOUL to 67777 together with a description of the incident. We are proud of the diverse nature of our team, our supporters and wider community. Thank you for your support and enjoy the game. Arson Tributes by Thierry Henry my first memory of the boss came when I was at Monaco. He gave me my debut there, but we were only together for a month before he moved on to Japan. 
Even in that small period of time, he was very important for me. I liked his method, the way he spoke to players, youngsters, and the way he got on your mind and allowed you to become the player you could be. I started my first game and he told me just to relax and play as if I were playing in the youth team. It's the way he triggers your brain, the way he allows you to be the person you want to be. It is up to you to seize it and have the right commitment and desire to reach a certain level. He has that way of making you believe you can be the best player in the world. He always focuses on your strengths instead of your weaknesses. Of course, you still have to concentrate on your weak points, but he's more the kind of guy who will focus on what you can do well and put your mind into what you can do and how far you can go. The way he talks to you, the way he makes you believe you're the best player in the world, is so important at a young age because you're trying to find out what kind of player you can be. You can have a block and he does unlock that. A few years after Arsenal left Monaco, he came to watch a game between Juventus and Udinese that I played in. After the match, I was going back to Paris and he was on the same plane. He told me he'd been at the game. We exchanged numbers and he told me that he didn't understand why I was playing at the wing. At the time, I was actually playing on as a wing-back. He told me I was wasting my time and that he remembered me as a number nine. He said it would be great if we could meet again and the rest is history. So he had a lot of influence in me coming to Arsenal. If he wasn't there, I don't know if Patrick Vieira, Emmanuel Petit or Nicolas Anelka would have joined the club. Suddenly there was a massive Arsenal following in France. It had previously been Leeds and Manchester United because of Eric Cantona and Newcastle because of David Ginola. I will mention Wrighty too because I saw him play in that final for Palace against Manchester United where they lost the replay. I wanted to know where that player went and he went to Arsenal. Arsenal being there, plus having the French boys there and then telling us how amazing the English league was when we met with the national team was a factor too. When you think about Arsenal, you think about Arsenal and vice versa. You don't even think about Monaco or what happened earlier in his career. He's an Arsenal man. Whoever comes after him will need time. When you've been at a club for 22 years, especially for a man like Arsene, it's going to be emotional when he moves on. People will actually realise what is happening. Your career you've had somewhere doesn't matter as long as you're still going because people are going to judge you on what you're doing. When you stop, they judge you on what you did and they tend to forget the bad. Now we can talk about this legacy and how great it was. For me, it's about more than the doubles, the unbeaten season. It's more about how he changed the club. I'm not saying that the club wasn't successful before. But I think it's only right that when you get the baton, you try to elevate what was done before. I think he has done that. That's nothing against George Graham or anyone. George Graham did tremendously. But when you pass on the baton, the person coming in has to elevate to another level. I think Carson did that. When I used to get stopped by people in the street, they wouldn't talk about going unbeaten. They'd say, when you guys were playing, I just wanted to watch you. I'm not an Arsenal fan, but I knew the game would be good. These were random people not just Arsenal fans. That has no price. Suddenly you created a way. People talk about total football and Cantonasio, and people will also talk about Arsene Wenger's way. It's very closely associated with Arsenal's way because one doesn't work without the other. That's where his legacy stands for me. How the club is now viewed around the world, that has no price. Arsene Tributes from the fans. We asked for your tributes and we were inundated. Apologies to all those readers whose testimonials we couldn't include. Arsene, as a 20-year-old gooner, your tenure has lasted longer than I've been alive. You always said your primary goal was to bring people joy and make the Arsenal fans happy. Please rest assured that that's exactly what you did and for that you have my utmost respect forever. Joe Buckle. Arsene Wenger is a genius. He could have been a great politician or a CEO, but we are lucky that he chose football and that he chose Arsenal. Merci, Arsene, for everything you have done for us. You created a beautiful and invincible Arsenal team. 
Lara Bolengi. A big thank you from the Ashman family for all you have given this club. I hope we do your legacy proud in the future. Hashtag C-O-Y-G. Paul Ashman. Born to serve this great club. Omens were in the name. True gent and thoroughly professional. Have a great next chapter in the book of a remarkable life. Sandy Gutral. To say sport is trivial is foolish. It is the opportunity to watch dedication and values become beauty and elation, which emulates in a collective way what we dream of doing in an individual sense. These are the things that Wenger's Arsenal gave me. Merci, Arsene. David Robinson. As a New Zealander living in the UK because of Arsenal, I'm so sad Arsene is leaving. Like Bob Wall's book, Arsenal from the Heart, his heart is Arsenal's forever. Thanks for making our club wonderful. Dennis Whitcomb. Arsene has transformed Arsenal into a stylish and entertaining team, and one of the most professional in the world. He has helped transform English football into being the most watched league in the world. We should all be most grateful. He is a legend. Stephen Lawrence. I was at Arsene's first game at Blackburn. From that game on, he stuck to his principles, set his team out to play the way football should be played, and brought both success and prestige to Arsenal. Thank you for all the memories, Michael Samuels. Arsene, you have given your life, heart and soul to the Arsenal, and you will never be forgotten by the Devonish family. Wishing you all the best for the future, because you are the best. Our mum always says you're her man. Please stay at Arsenal in some capacity. Christine Griffin When Wenger was appointed, I was less than a year old. My childhood heroes, my favourite goals, the red and white of Arsenal. I've been fortunate enough to meet the great man, and this is me saying thank you again, Wenger. Elliot Martin A teenage boy stood on the north bank, his back against a crash barrier, 90 minutes before kick-off, watching a dear old stadium come to life, hoping his dreams might one day become his memories. Now a middle-aged man with a lifetime of memories to treasure forever, Merci, Arson. Paul Gilbert. Arson, merci. I became a season ticket holder in 1996, aged 11, and you provided us with the players, teams, trophies and stadium which make AFC what we are today. Thank you for staying passionate and dedicated throughout this amazing journey. Orhan Mitchell. What Arsene Wenger achieved for the club will not be bettered for many years to come. You are a true legend and your legacy will remain. Thank you for what you have done for us and the football world. Sashi Dolakia, MBE. Arsene, you are a real thoroughbred. Now the shackles are off. Go forth, run free and show us what could have been truly possible. Roger Willimott. Thank you, Arsene, for so many great memories and the chance to see so many great players. It's clear you love the club and that is so rare today. You will be missed, but you will always get a standing ovation whenever you return. Mike Slaughter Last game of 2015-16, sitting behind the bench, with third behind Spurs, and they're losing against Newcastle. Shouting the score to Mr Wenger, he realised what we were saying and fist-pumped the air with a massive smile on his face. Philip Bennett Arson has been a constant presence in our family. Fair to say we love and will miss him. The coat zips, the fury, the tension, but best the love of the club, humanity and basic human decency. A great human being. 
The Bickertons, I-A-W-T. My grandfather passed away the day after Wenger's announcement. Both shared positive traits such as loyalty, hard work and respect. Both provided happy memories. Both loved football. Merci, Arson. Cheers, Grandad. Stefan Leverton. The greatest man in our history, who marched us over to White Hart Lane and won the title. On their pitch, in front of their fans. The ultimate Guna dream and magical beyond words. Breathtaking football. Dignified, classy and loyal. Arson, I salute you. Fraser Bay. Thank you for giving me some of the best years supporting the Arsenal. Moments and seasons I will never forget. Recently I have been able to enjoy winning the FA Cup with my daughters for the first time and that will never be forgotten. Daniel Goldring. Thank you for some precious memories watching Arsenal with my dad. He died in 2001 so I didn't get to share the Invincibles with him. But I will always remember watching the 1997-98 side with him particularly the Everton game. Ian Lamerton. Thank you for your ethos, your values, your dignity and your passion. Our club is in a substantially better position than 22 years ago. The Invincible season will be a footballing achievement unsurpassed for many decades. Merci beaucoup, Arsene. Vince Maple. A visionary and a gentleman, Mr Wenger will live long in the hearts of this football club. He transformed football into an unprecedented blend of science and art and did it with class. Merci, Arson. Jack Pearson. A man that I have always looked up to for his integrity, respect, loyalty and class. He always shared the same values as our great club. Thanks, Arson, for all the memories that will live with me forever. Nick Pantelli. I have been a supporter of this great club for over 50 years and some of the best times that I have experienced have been over the past 22 years. For that I say thank you from all my heart. Mick Kopok. I was born in 1996 into an Arsenal family. You're the only manager I've ever known. I used to think we were called Arsenal because of your name, Arson. That's how much of an impact you have made. Thank you will never be enough. Morgan Strevens. Arsene Wenger, the best thing that has ever happened to us because nothing compares to you. Simply the best. You are the one and only. An infinite thank you and God bless. Love you forever. Maza Iza. Many fans have a long journey with Arsenal. Mine from only 1996. Reading about this remarkable man. Then, intrigued, following the team. Buying the season ticket. Learning to understand the beautiful game. I support a great club. For this and your care of the club and players, merci, Arson. Judy Powell. I cannot thank you enough for the hard work and commitment you gave to Arsenal. We as a family support and love you and the club. You are the best manager Arsenal has ever had. Merci, Wenger, always in our hearts. Marius, Maria, Anastasias and Andreas Avram. As a 20-year-old fan, I don't know any different than Arsene Wenger. I'm too young to remember his spectacular achievements at the club, but my dad has told me everything. I'm sure that this will continue for generations to come. Merci et au revoir, Arson. Amy Simmons. It was Arson's first AGM. Five of us stood next to him. One asked, So, Mr Wenger, what do you think about football in the Premiership? He answered, Too many teams play it like American football whereas football is a game of chess. That says it all.
and I'm still an Arsene Wenger fan. Derek Webb. Proud to have attended your first game at Blackburn, October 1996. Happy yet sad to attend your last home game today. From Highbury to Emirates, your teams have entertained for 22 years. Your love and passion for Arsenal replicates those who support our great club. Thank you, Arsene Wenger. Gary Heslip. There are no words big enough to sum up what this incredible, unique visionary has done for our club and for football worldwide. He deserves so much more respect and thanks than we can ever give him. It's been an absolute privilege. Merci Arsene, Judy Norfield. Season ticket holder for 38 years. Privilege to meet Arsene Wenger twice. August 1998, acknowledging the finest football I'd ever seen. And February 2018, respecting the intervening 20 years. Your team provided me so many memories notably Old Trafford 2002 and White Hart Lane 2004. Thank you, Arson. Au revoir. John Scott. At 22, Arson has been manager for every match I have seen. He inspires me to always do better, and a memory I cherish is his outburst of emotion in the 2017 FA Cup semi-final, as this moment epitomises his unrivalled passion and true desire to win for Arsenal. Merci, Arsen. Joshua Thompson-Smith. At the 2017 FA Cup final, he walked up the Wembley steps and I reached out for a high five and said, Good job, Arsene, well done, to which he replied, Thanks for your support, son. It is a moment I will never forget. Arsenal will always be a part of Arsene Wenger and vice versa. He deserves so much recognition for what he has achieved. Craig Coutinho. I will never forget seeing Tony Adams put through by Steve Bold with my dad at a sun-baked Highbury before waving my inflatable Premier League trophy out of the car window all the way home. The word to sum up arson for me is class. Thank you for the memories. Ian Rowlands. Mr Wenger, thank you for 22 fabulous years leading our wonderful football club. Thanks for the incredible teams, the amazing players and all the trophies you won. You are a legend at the Arsenal. Best wishes for the future. Maureen, John, Tommy, Ryan, Ben and all the King family. Arsene Wenger's name is synonymous with that of the Gunners. It's obvious how much he loves the club and he has revolutionised not only players' diets but also their style of football. So after 22 years of loyalty from him, we say as supporters, merci and au revoir, Wayne Busbridge. 22 years of memories, a manager second to none. Since Arsene arrived from Japan, three league titles and seven FA Cups we have won. Many more games won than lost. Arsene needs just one tip. Please heed my advice. Buy a coat with buttons, not a zip. Richard McDonald. Exclusive player interview, Aaron Ramsey. He was born in Caerphilly, Wales, December 26, 1990. Joined Arsenal from Cardiff City on June 13, 2008. Arsenal debut versus FC20 away UEFA Champions League August 13, 2008. 1-2-0. Stats. 
Aaron is the tenth all-time top scorer under Wenger and is seventh in the all-time appearances for the boss. He was the eighteenth youngest debutant under Wenger. This article is by Nick Bramsack. Aaron Ramsey was just 17 when he first met Arsene Wenger, Recognised throughout Britain as one of the most exciting prospects in the Football League, the then Cardiff City midfielder was attracting interest from a string of clubs and a fine breakthrough season had ended with him becoming the second youngest player to feature in an FA Cup final as his boyhood club were narrowly beaten by Carnes Portsmouth at Wembley. Aaron's performances and potential excited the boss, and the boss's outline of the route he forecasted Aaron's career taking excited the teenager. Despite interest from elsewhere, Aaron joined us, due perhaps in part to the unbelievable feeling he had after that first meeting. Fast forward a decade, and Aaron has become one of the finest box-to-box midfielders around. Our tenth top scorer in the Wenger era, and our FA Cup final hero in 2014 and 2017, Aaron attributes much of the success he's enjoyed to the influence the boss has had on his game. We're all going to require time to get used to an Arsenal without Arson, but, as the first team squad's longest-serving player, Aaron will probably miss him more than most. It's been a thrilling journey, and as he makes abundantly clear in this interview one for which Aaron will be forever grateful. Aaron, there's only one place to start ahead of today's game. It's the boss's final home match after nearly 22 years here, and you've been at the club for a sizable portion of that time. What sort of impact has he had on your career? He's a massive influence on me. He brought me in as a 17-year-old, he gave me opportunities early on in my career, and has shown the faith in me to go out there and express what I can do. I owe him a lot. He's turned me into the player I am today, and I'll be forever grateful for what he's done for me personally. So many current and former players have said that they see him as a father figure. Is that how you feel about him as well? Yeah, I think he's done that with a lot of people. He's brought younger players in and helped them progress to turn them world-class. He has a track record of doing that, and I can understand why a lot of players see him as a father figure. It must mean so much for a younger player for someone of that stature to have that faith at such a young age. It was a bit surreal at the time when I found out Arsenal were interested, for him then to meet up with me, go through the progression and the route he saw my career path taking, it was an unbelievable feeling for me to have that faith, feel that trust that he has in me. To see him help me progress as a footballer, like I said, I owe him an awful lot. What was it like when you found out the boss was leaving? How did he tell you? We had a meeting, and he said that his job was finished at the end of the season. There was shock among the players. Obviously then, when it settled in a little bit, we were all shocked and gutted. He's been such a massive figure in Arsenal's history, in world football, and after being here for such a long time, you sort of thought that he was never going to leave. It was a massive shock, 
but we have to all stick together now and hopefully finish off the season strongly for him. Do the squad now feel like you're playing for him more than ever? I think now that we've realised what's going on, there's no better opportunity than now to give absolutely everything in every single game and just make sure we finish by winning our remaining games. That would be the perfect send-off. What do you think the boss's legacy should be at Arsenal? How do you think he should be remembered as Arsenal manager? I think he changed the way football was when he first came in here. I don't think an awful lot of people knew about him at the time, but he came in and changed the way football was in England. That takes so much courage to do that, to go against all that was known by English teams here. Then to be so successful and to go unbeaten throughout the 2003-04 season, there's loads of achievements that he's made which are remarkable. He's done so much for this club. A big part of his life has been here, and I think he can be proud of what he's achieved and what he's built here. How important is it now for the squad to build on that foundation that he's built? Having done everything that he has and built what he has, I think it's important for the club to continue that and grow as well. He'll want the same thing. He'll want to see the club be successful in the coming years too. He's left the club in great shape, and hopefully there'll be many more successful years now after he's gone as well. Will it be strange not having Arsene Wenger take training in the mornings? Of course it will. He has been known as Mr Arsenal. He's been here every day since I first came here, so I'm sure it will be strange, but we have to focus on the football now and finish off the season strongly. Finally, in terms of yourself, how would you sum up your season? I'm feeling good, confident, and hopefully I can continue this run that I'm on by staying fit and healthy. That's key. Hopefully I can finish off the final game strongly. I'm feeling good about myself. The team's in a decent place at the moment. I think there's a good atmosphere around the place. Arson Tributes by Pat Rice When Arson arrived, I was like the vast majority of people. I had no idea who he was. But as soon as I met him and we started to talk, you could tell he was not only very intelligent, he also knew the level at which a club like Arsenal had to operate in order to be successful. With the players, there was some apprehension, of course. There always is when a big change is made. But after a few days, they also knew exactly what he was talking about, what direction he wanted to take the club in and how he wanted them to play. And things changed on the training pitches, that's for sure. All of a sudden, all the coaches had stopwatches, and the days of the cross-country run were over. Even in pre-season, the boss didn't want players running for more than 12 minutes, and that was on the flat. It was a very different way of doing things, and all completely new to the coaches and the players, who actually took to it like ducks to water, and ultimately his methods were of course vindicated as we won the double in his first full season. I think celebrating his first double was possibly the happiest I've ever seen him. It was such a huge achievement to come into the club and emulate the 1971 side, which was still spoken about, of course. It was a terrific thing, and he recognised the significance. 
Players loved to play for him. He always wanted to improve them. He was very respectful to his players, and they also loved his footballing philosophy, which was always to go on the attack, win the ball, and be positive at all times. It's a philosophy he's carried throughout his career. It's still the same now. It's why people from around the world love to watch Arsenal. I think something perhaps people don't always appreciate about Arsene is his humour. He's funnier than people imagine. He's always got an answer, always got a quote. He's also very passionate about the game. I remember walking behind him after we'd had a bad result in a European game at Highbury, and as we walked into the staff room, through anger he nearly took the staff room door off its hinges. He's very passionate about football, especially Arsenal, of course, the team and the players. He's been under immense pressure at times and remained calm, which is one of his great qualities. But that calmness can go if he feels there has been an injustice, when he will fight his corner, which he did on numerous occasions. He remained calm at the end of the 2003-2004 season, when history beckoned. He was immensely proud of going through a season unbeaten, but he'd said that a team could do it at the start of the previous season. He knew with the players we had in that squad it was a possibility. And I say squad, because it wasn't just the starting eleven. It was such a strong squad, and they were so together. Arsene realised the historic significance when the players very much played match to match. That was their strength in many ways. And what an achievement, to do something no one had ever done before or since. As his staff, all of us loved the man. He was so loyal to us, and we had such respect for him and what he was trying to do. His football knowledge was second to none, and, like I said, he could be amusing at times too. We would come in and talk about what was on TV the night before, for example, but with Arsene it was football, football, football. I never knew him talk about anything else. When I was ill a few years ago, Arsene came to see me in hospital, which was very nice and unexpected. He always supported me in general anyway, and to this day he will ring me up to talk, or if I'm at a match he'll find me and ask if I miss him. As for his next step, well, he's so well respected and liked in the world of football, he won't have a problem finding a good job when he decides on what direction he wants to go. I'm sure that during his time with the club, he was approached numerous times by clubs and countries, but he stayed loyal to this great club. I wish him all the very best and thank him for dedicating so much of his life to Arsenal Football Club and being a wonderful colleague and friend. Arsenal Women on a very poignant afternoon, Alex Scott will also be reflecting on a long and illustrious career with the Gunners. Words by Max Jones. Gunners legend Alex Scott will take in her final home game for Arsenal Women next Saturday against Manchester City after a trophy-laden career that stretches back to when she signed for the club at the age of eight in 1992. Since then, she's won 21 major trophies with the club, including the 2007 Women's Champions League, in which she scored the winning goal. She looks back on her career before taking to the pitch today. Going back to the beginning, what's your earliest memory of kicking a ball? Taking it way back, my earliest memory will always be in the East End of London. We had a football cage on concrete and that's where I started playing football with my brother and all the boys in the neighbourhood. Your Arsenal through and through, how did you come to support them? It's weird because I didn't really have a team. That was when I was seven and then I got spotted in a local tournament in the East End. Someone knew someone down at Arsenal, but I wasn't interested because I just wanted to play in the local cage. 
It was actually Vic Ackers who got in contact with me and asked me to come down for a trial. Literally, that was it. Walking into Highbury, he showed me around and I've been at Arsenal ever since. Do you remember your debut? I don't because I've been in and around the first team, training at Highbury and I knew all the girls. Back then you had the reserve team and the first team. They were kind of interlinked. That whole group were just so supportive because I was so young. Elsie, they used to call me. Elsie from the estate. How did it feel to leave for Birmingham in 2004? I suppose that was one of the hardest conversations because for me, I never wanted to leave this club ever. It was Marcus Bignett, the manager of Birmingham, who told me I had to be playing week in, week out. I remember crying my eyes out, but Vic said to me, Elsie, go and prove yourself and you will be back. You were at Birmingham for a year, but it was an important year. Marcus turned me into a right-back. He just told me to go with my instincts, play my game, but just play it right-back. So I did. Hope Powell, the England manager, was watching that game, and after that I got a call into the England team. I've been a right-back ever since. You came back to Arsenal in 2005 and played in the best women's club side ever. What was it like being that 2006-2007 team? We did go one better than the Invincibles, and ultimately it has come down to Vic Ackers. We weren't professional, but Vic made us be professional in everything that we did. He'd say, we've won this trophy, but it's not good enough. We need to win it again. That was Vic just making sure we had the mentality. Arsene Wenger's Invincibles always said that they never thought they would lose. Did you have that feeling too? That season, it's hard to describe because you just feel like everything is going your way. You're playing midweek, weekends, you've just played in the FA Cup, and then you have to go and play a Champions League final. You're tired, but you're not tired because it's like you're just on this wave and you've got this momentum. That year, it was meant to happen, with it being Vic Acker's 20th anniversary in charge of Arsenal. It was meant to happen that year, and it was truly special. How do you think you'll feel when it's all over? I just feel so lucky. I've had such an amazing career with so many highs. There have been some lows, but to walk away from the game, knowing that I played my part to get it to where it is and where it's going, I can just look back and have a huge smile on my face. That young girl who signed for Arsenal when she was eight may I should achieve way beyond anything she would ever have dreamed of. Match action. Arsenal versus Atletico Madrid. Thursday, April 26th, 2018. 2005 hours. Europa League semi-final first leg. Game number 55. Result 1-1. Venue Emirates Stadium. Referee Clement Turpin. Attendance 59,066. Arsenal team. Goal scorer Lacazette, 61st minute. Name Ospina, number 13. Bellerin, number 24. Mustafi, number 20. Koscielny, number 6. Monreal, number 18. Wilshire, number 10. Zaka, number 29. Ramsey, number 8. Welbeck, number 23. Ozil, number 11. Lacazette, number 9. Substitutes. Czech, 33. Koscielniak, number 21. Iwobi, number 17. Holding, number 16. Maitland-Niles, number 30. Nicotia, number 62. Chambers, number 21. Atletico Madrid team. Goalscorer, Griezmann, 82nd minute. Name, Oblak, number 13. Versalchko, number 16. Yellow card and a red card. Jimenez, number 24. Godin, number 2. Lucas, number 19. 
Korea, number 11. Substituted, 74th minute. Thomas, number 5. Saul, number 8. Koke, number 6. Gamiero, number 21. Substitute, 64th minute. Griezmann, number 7. Substitute, 85th minute. Substitutes. Werner, 25. Savic, number 15. Substitute, 74th minute. Garbi, number 14. Substitute, 64th minute. Vitolo, number 23. Olabe, number 30. Torres, number 9. Substitute, 85th minute. Costa, number 18. Match stats. Total shots. Arsenal, 21. Atletico, 5. Shots on target. Arsenal, 8. Atletico, 1. Corners. Arsenal, 11. Atletico, 0. Offsides. Arsenal, 0. Atletico, 2. Fouls. Arsenal, 13. Atletico, 11. Possession. Arsenal, 76. Atletico, 24. Man of the match. Alexandre Lacazette. Match facts. Arsenal have lost just one of their eight semi-final first legs in European competition. Arsene Wenger faced his 125th different opponent as Arsenal boss. Sime Fisalko's second yellow card after nine minutes and nine seconds was the earliest of Europa League history. First half. In a cauldron of noise, Arsenal flew out of the traps. An Alexandre Lacazette volley skimmed the outside of the post and he then forced a save from Jan Oblak with a header. After only nine minutes, Sime Fizalko received a second yellow card for a foul on Lacazette. The French striker was everywhere and headed over the bar on 15 minutes. Danny Welbeck then had a shot saved by Oblak. Laurent Koscielny sliced wide from a corner and Nacho Monreal fizzed a volley wide as the gunners were rampant, though only a good save from David Ospina denied Antoine Griezmann. Second half. Arsenal were straight back on the front foot with Aaron Ramsey to the fore, and eventually the pressure told when Jack Wilshire clipped a perfect cross into the box for Lacazette to power a fine header past Oblak. Cue pandemonium in the stands. The striker then hit the post again with a header. But late on, a long ball over the top was half-cleared by Koscielny into the path of Griezmann, who equalised. A cruel blow for the dominant gunners. Ramsey nearly restored our lead, but his header towards the far corner was somehow kept out by the impressive Oblak. The Arsenal Foundation. My story. The Arsenal Foundation has a long-standing relationship with the Willow Foundation, which organises special days out for seriously ill young people. Willow is also a charity which has been supported greatly by departing Gunners boss Arsene Wenger over the years. Katie Arnott from Reading tells us how the charity made her son William's dream come true. William is 19 and suffers from Duchenne muscular dystrophy, which is the worst, most aggressive strain of the disease and is the number one genetic killer of children in the world. He was diagnosed when he was just under five and wasn't expected to make it beyond his teens. I live every day knowing that how he is today is the best he's going to be. 
William is a lifelong Arsenal fan and was lucky enough, through Willow, to spend a day at the training ground. It was an early start, so he stayed at a hotel nearby the night before. He was awake at 5am, so he wouldn't miss the alarm. He's not only a football fan, he's a car fan, so he was blown away just by the car park at London Coney. Then we went in and met Bob Wilson from Willow, who came on the trip and was wonderful. We were guided around the whole of the training ground, starting with the changing rooms and the boot room. William is studying sports coaching at Southampton Solent University, so he was fascinated by the developments in sports science. We also saw the cryo room, gym, plunge pools and the VR room, where the analysts play back videos of the team's performances. He took a lot away from that. We went up to the restaurant, and as the players started trickling through, I could hear the intake of breath each time William saw a familiar face. Outside we watched training, and Arsene Wenger stopped for a chat and some photos. William didn't know where to put himself by this point. He was totally overawed. We went back to the restaurant for lunch, and then he got to interview Per and Jack. There was a lovely moment when Per asked William who was good in training, and he said, Maybe not Jack, his finishing was a little bit off. Jack saw the funny side of it, and Per's face was an absolute picture. Duchenne muscular dystrophy is a cruel disease, because a child becomes trapped in a body that doesn't work, but even worse, William remembers the joy of kicking a ball and with William at uni, I have the grief of knowing that I could hear about his death on the phone, because I won't be able to make it there in time. Willow were the only charity that gave me hope that we could make something like this happen, and the memories will stay with me forever. I can't put a price on the experience. It was a day of pure joy, and I'll be eternally grateful to Willow and Arsenal for making it happen. Community. Using the power of the Arsenal name to positively impact the lives of young people since 1985. Twitter in the community. Arsenal community. No rest for our Football Plus players this Easter holiday. Our under-13s and under-14s were in action against visitors from at WBA Foundation yesterday and at Brentford FC CST today. Some tight games and loads of goals. Where are they now? Alikan Popat. When were you involved with Arsenal in the community? I was involved in two stages. In 2011, I spent five months in London, and in 2012, I had two coaching stints abroad in both India and Tanzania for three months in each location. What was your role? I was both a teacher in the classroom as well as a community coach in London at Islington Arts and Media School, IAMS. My role in India and Tanzania involved coaching all levels of players as well as teaching in local schools. What are you doing now? I run my own not-for-profit organisation in Canada called Football for the World Foundation as well as my own coaching business in Kitchener, Ontario, Football for the World Development, which currently trains over 200 players locally. How did your time with the community department help you in your current role? 
The program helped me mature and really carve out a pathway to pursue what I wanted as a career, and that was to be involved with football. If it wasn't for being involved with Arsenal, I wouldn't be doing what I am now, so I owe a huge thanks to the club and those who gave me the opportunity and helped me grow both as a coach and as a person. Arsenal in the Community, Grassroots Mini League 2018. Saturday, April 21st, 2018, saw the start of Arsenal in the Community's now annual Spring Stroke Summer Grassroots Mini League. The Mini League provides local clubs with additional playing opportunities following the end of the traditional Youth League season. Over 500 players are expected to take part every week this year, catering for teams in the under 8 to under 14 age categories and running from April 21st to July 21st, 2018. Games are played on Saturday mornings and early afternoons across five local facilities and has been set up with the following objectives. To fill the gap between traditional local league season finishing in mid-April and the summer holidays, providing further opportunities for young players to play structured games. To encourage clubs and coaches to share good practice. To help develop local young players. To provide a child-friendly environment in which players can enjoy the game. The Mini League is part of our Football Plus project, which is co-funded by the Premier League. Football Plus uses regular grassroots football activities delivered by Arsenal in the community as a platform to raise awareness of important social issues children face within and outside the game. Players, parents and the wider local grassroots community are offered opportunities to engage with topics such as touchline conduct, parents and attitudes towards officials, players. Both areas can blight the grassroots game. Wider topics addressed include safe use of the internet for children, healthy lifestyles, anti-bullying and age-appropriate messages around primary stroke secondary school transition and drug stroke alcohol misuse. All are challenges faced by young people in current day-to-day society. This season, the mini-league will be supporting the FA's Respect Programme to ensure football can be enjoyed in a safe, positive environment with respect attention boards being used across our venues. The first team have also shown their support by helping to produce a video challenging parents to think about their behaviours on a match day. We are really pleased to once again be hosting our grassroots mini-league. It is great to see so many local players enjoying the game and developing their skills in the summer months and making up for some of the lost time caused by the great British weather during the winter. It's positive to see so many of the same clubs who took part last year returning again and nice to welcome a few new clubs too. James Warnock, Arsenal in the Community. To follow the mini-league's progress in the coming weeks, check out at AFC Community. For more information on our Football Plus programme, email James Warnock, jwarnock at arsenal.co.uk. Arsene Tributes by Ken Fryer, OBE. The first time I heard about Arsene was from David Dean. He had met him socially in Monaco and suggested he was one of the prospective managers we should look at. And that's how it first started. I first met Arsene when he came over from Japan. Peter Hillwood, Danny Fisman 
and David Dean visited him while he was at Grampus 8, came back and made recommendations to the board. I remember my first meeting with him. I immediately saw that he was a very impressive man, intellectual, very knowledgeable, able to discuss virtually any subject one might choose. We knew it was a risk to appoint him, but it wasn't the first time the club had taken risks. We started to feel confident we'd made the right decision as soon as he won his first few games. It was a time of change. One of the more amusing things one thinks about now was when Arsene asked very early on, what do you think the public reaction would be if we signed a foreign player? We only had one at the time, Dennis Bergkamp, and I'm quite amused now when I think back over these last 22 years how that's transformed itself. Arsene himself transformed the club and the game in many ways. I think his first influence was in ensuring we had a new training ground and that was the catalyst for starting the change. We built a new training ground at London Colney. We were renting the one before that and he had an enormous input into not only the design and construction but in how it operated. He brought all new ideas to do with diet and many other improvements that everyone now knows about. Whereas most clubs in the country now have similar systems, he was the first to bring them into the UK. We could see that Arsene had a vision for the club and we were happy to trust him with his ideas. The club has always been run on the basis that it takes time to employ someone. But once we're satisfied with that person, we let them do what they're best at. That's exactly what happened with Arsene. I can honestly say in 22 years that I can't remember ever having an argument with Arsene. He is a very rational and reasonable man, and he would listen to both sides of the argument. In the end, one side convinced the other, but I can't remember any major disagreements over all the years. We worked closely on the stadium move, and I don't think we could have undertaken the momentous task without the success that he had. We had to raise an awful lot of money and overcome many hurdles, such as acquiring numerous properties as part of the jigsaw puzzle. It wasn't just the stadium, and he helped enormously. His stature helped with the local authority. It certainly helped with commercial partners and provided confidence to the banks in having a man like that at the helm, which identified this stability. There were financial constraints, of course, but where he was absolutely tremendous was when we would have a chat and he'd say, what do I have in the budget for transfers? And whether that was 5 million or 50 million, he would say, fine, that's great. Now I know what I can work with. But he was never screaming and shouting and saying, how can I do this on 5 million? He never was. And he was calm and understood the finances probably better than we did. I've known many different managers in my time at Arsenal. 14, in fact, including caretakers. But Arsene was very, very different to all the rest. He was never sick as a parrot or over the moon. Everything he did was reasoned and sensible. You could sit down with him and explain the reasons why you were recommending something and he would understand them. 
His dedication to football and the club was complete. I never knew him to have any other interests. I remember saying to him once, I did it once and once only, that we had a young player recommended to us from another country. I mentioned him and he said, No, I don't think so, Ken. He broke a leg two years ago and hasn't really settled. He's just got divorced and he's got two children. He knew the background of all these people and only just knew the guy's name. He had a wealth of information on players we never heard of. And as you know, he unearthed players like Nicholas Anelka and several others that we'd never heard of before. He was always thinking about football, even immediately after winning trophies. One thing he promised me, and I'll make sure I remind him of this, was when I asked him to take a holiday and he said, well, I had one in 1983. His idea of an anniversary party is to go out at 6 and be home by 7.45 to watch the next match. In that sense, he hasn't changed. If anything, he's become even more devoted to the job. Not only did he buy into the values at Arsenal, I think he enhanced them because he lived them every day. He was totally honest in what he did. I've done lots and lots of transfer deals with him and had the meetings with foreign players, agents and the like, and he was very straight and very honest with every one of them. And now he's leaving. I just wish him every possible happiness. I don't need to wish him success, because he will be successful at whatever he chooses to do. I'd just like to thank him for what he's brought to the club. He's added immensely to everything we've done. We wouldn't have the stadium without the input he's had. We certainly wouldn't have had the training ground. We wouldn't have the staff that we have. He's done a tremendous job and I can't speak more highly. I shall miss Arsene like losing a younger brother. I'm very, very fond of him. He's a remarkable man and I just hope we don't lose touch with him. Action, Manchester United v Arsenal. Sunday, April 29th, 2018, 4.30. Premier League, game number 56. Manchester United 2, Arsenal 1. Venue, Old Trafford. Referee, Kevin Friend. Attendance, 75,035. Away fans, 3,000. Match stats for Manchester United. Total shots, 16. Shots on target, 3. Corners, 9. Offsides, 2. Fouls, 12. Possession, 59%. Match stats for Arsenal. Total shots, 8. Shots on target, 3. Corners, 0. Offsides, 1. Fouls, 7. Possession, 41%. Scorers for Manchester United. Pogba in the 16th minute. Fellaini in the 90th minute. Line-up for Manchester United. De Gea, number 1. Young, number 18. Smalling, number 12. Lindelhoff, number 2. Valencia, number 25. Pogba, number 6. Matic, number 31. Herrera, number 21, substituted off in the 64th minute. Lingard, number 14, substituted off in the 64th minute. Alexis, number 7. Lukaku, number 9, substituted off in the 50th minute. Substitutes. Rojo, number 5. Matter number eight, 
McTominay, number 39, Piera, number 40, Marshall, number 11, substituted on in the 64th minute, Rashford, number 19, substituted on in the 50th minute, Fellaini, number 27, substituted on in the 64th minute. Scorers for Arsenal, Mkhitaryan in the 51st minute. Line-up for Arsenal, Espina, number 13, Bellerin, number 24, Chambers, number 21, Mavroponas, number 27, Klasenak, number 31, substituted off in the 64th minute, Maitland-Niles, number 30, Shaka, number 29, Mkhitaryan, number 7, substituted off in the 76th minute, Uwobi, number 17, Abamyang, number 14, Nelson, number 61, substituted off in the 64th minute. Substitutes. Czech, number 33. Holding, number 16. Monreal, number 18, substituted on in the 64th minute. Nicotia, number 62. Osetutu, number 63. Willock, number 69, substituted on in the 76th minute. Wellback, number 23, substituted on in the 64th minute. Man of the match, Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Match facts. Konstantinos Mavropanos became the 200th player to make his debut under Arsene Wenger. This is the first time United have done the double over us since 2011-2012. The average age of Arsenal's starting eleven was just 24 years and 67 days, the youngest since 2011. First half. Arsene Wenger made eight changes to the starting lineup for his last trip to Old Trafford, with Thursday's second leg game against Atletico Madrid in mind. Dinos Mavropas was drafted in for his debut in defence, and the young gunners started well. Reese Nelson had an early shot saved, as did Emmerich Mkhitaryan against his old team, but it was the host who took the lead. Paul Pogba started the move himself, then converted from close range after Hector Bellerin kept out Alex Sanchez's far post header. Mkhitaryan then shot wide just before the break. Second half. Captain for the day, Granit Xhaka, won the ball early in the second half, fed... Mkhitaryan and the Armenian back in the team after injury tried his luck from distance, finding the bottom corner to level the game. The travelling Gunners fans were making all the noise inside Old Trafford, appreciating the commitment from the visiting side. But moments after Marcus Rashford had a goal ruled out for offside, United struck a cruel injury time winner. Moron Fanalini rose highest, heading a deep cross just beyond the despairing David Ospina. Match action. Atletico Madrid versus Arsenal. Thursday, May the 3rd, 2018. 20.05 hours. Europa League semi-final second leg. Game number 57. Weather overcast. Result 1-0. Atletico win 2-1 on aggregate. Venue. Wanda Metropolitano. Referee Gianluca Rocci. Attendance, 62,000. Away fans, 3,365. Atletico Madrid team. Goalscorer, Costa, 45. Name, Oblak, number, 1. Thomas, number, 5. Gimenez, number, 24. Godin, number, 2. Lucas, number, 19. Vitolo, number, 23. Substitute, 74th minute. Saul, number 8, yellow card. Garbi, number 14, yellow card. Kuki, number 6. Costa, number 18, substitute, 83rd minute.
Griezmann, number 7. Substitutes, Werner, number 25. Felipe Luis, number 3. Savic, number 15. Olabe, number 30. Torres, number 9, substitute 83rd minute. Correa, number 11, substitute 74th minute. Gamiero, number 21. Arsenal team, name, Ospina, number 13. Bellerin, number 24. Monreal, number 18. Mustafi, number 20, yellow card. Koscielny, number 6, substitute 11th minute. Wilshire, number 10, substitute 68th minute. Ramsey, number 8. Zaka, number 29, yellow card. Ozil, number 11. Welbeck, number 23. Lacazetti, number 9. Substitutes, Czech, number 33. Iwobi, number 17. Maitland-Niles, number 30. Chambers, number 21, substitute 11th minute. Mikatarian, number 77, substitute 68th minute. Nikatia, number 62. Koshalniak, number 31. Match stats. Total shot. Atletico, 15, Arsenal, 7. Shots on target. Atletico, 5, Arsenal, 1. Corners. Atletico, 6, Arsenal, 4. Offsides, Atletico 0, Arsenal 1. Fouls, Atletico 13, Arsenal 12. Possession, Atletico 45%, Arsenal 55%. Man of the match, Callum Chambers. Match facts, this was Arsene Wenger's 216th and final European game in charge of Arsenal. The manager's final European record reads 1-110, drawn 47, lost 59, 4-363, against 231. This was our 8th European semi-final and the 4th under Wenger. First half, knowing they needed to score at least once after the first leg 1-1 draw in London, Arsenal started on the front foot and were positive in the opening exchanges. But the Gunners were dealt a hammer blow on just 11 minutes when Captain Laurent Koscielny was forced from the pitch with an Achilles injury that will also keep him out of the World Cup. The visitors kept dictating play, though, enjoying plenty of possession, but it was Atletico who took the lead. Antoine Griezmann fed Diego Costa, and the striker raced through to finish well on the stroke of half-time. Second half. Arsenal's task hadn't altered tremendously. They still needed to find a way past the resolute home defence in order to make it to the final in Lyon. Aaron Ramsey shot just wide. Granit Xhaka had a long-range effort tipped round the post, and then substitute Enrique Mkhitaryan flashed a volley just over the bar. But try as they might, there was to be no way through. No fairy tale finish to Arsene Wenger's reign, and no Europa League final at the end of the season. The Spaniards advanced 2-1 on aggregate. Arsene Tributes by Patrick Vieira I first met Arsene when I was at AC Milan. I remember how calm and composed he was, 
The tone of his voice was always the same. I came to Arsenal because of him. He told me he was going to manage the team and he'd like me to be there. My move was due to him. He was so important for me and my game. Through the years he gave me confidence, he gave me trust and that trust and confidence allowed me to express myself. He went into detail about what he wanted from me as a holding midfielder and that made me understand that I could do more with the quality I had. Early in my Arsenal career, I remember playing long cross-field balls that were getting intercepted and we conceded chances and goals. He never criticised me. He always explained that it wasn't the best solution or told me that if I was going to lose the ball, it was better to lose it in the opposition's half. These kind of small details helped me. But what really helped was that his trust and confidence never dropped. For a young player, that helps you grow. He trusts and supports young players and one of Arsenal's challenges without Arsene is to maintain this support and the progression from the academy. It's part of the club's DNA. He believed that I was ready to be captain when Tony retired because of who I was as a person. He thought it was the right time for me. I remember being quite surprised. I didn't know how to take it. On the one side, I was really happy because being captain of Arsenal was a big responsibility and an honour for me. But at the same time, I had David Seaman, Martin Keown and Dennis Bergkamp in the team. So I wasn't sure if I could take it. But when I had conversations with those guys, they told me I had to take it and that it would be good for me. For him to give me that responsibility was a real show of trust. I think he knew that it would make me a better player and that it was what I needed to go to the next level. Arsene's strength is that he doesn't just make a decision for the sake of making it. He does it with regard to improving the team. Making me captain gave me that responsibility and ultimately helped the team. Even when we had a great team, like in 2003-4, we needed him. We won the league at Tottenham and felt as though we'd really achieved something special and that was enough for us, but the boss wanted more. He told us how historic it would be to go through the season unbeaten. We managed to do it, but had he not talked about it, we wouldn't have felt the same kind of pressure and ambition to achieve it. So many great memories, like 1998, which felt like my year because of the World Cup, but also that group of players at Arsenal and what the boss managed to do in only his second season. And those big games, particularly against Manchester United, those matches were more than three points. There was so much happening with the quality and temperament of the players. But I really liked seeing the gesture from Sir Alex to Arsene last weekend. It was quite emotional. It just showed the respect they have for each other. You can be competitors and have respect. Arsene is hugely respected in football. What I loved about Arsene is that through the years, we always had really good conversations about what I wanted to do as a player. He always took the way I wanted to do things into consideration and he was there with really good advice. 
When I went to Juventus, it was a decision that I made and he respected it. He never tried to convince me to do something that I didn't want to do. There was a spell when I was being sent off quite a lot and we always had these discussions in his office. I'd blame the referees and he always managed to make me understand the responsibility that I had. It wasn't as though he was telling me that I was right and everyone else was wrong or vice versa. He just tried to make me understand myself a little bit better. Now in my coaching career, I try to have relationships with players like I had with Arsene. I try to build trusting and honest relationships. And I don't just tell the players what they want to hear. I tell them the truth, but try to make them understand their mistakes too. He has trust and love for his players, and that's why players have always wanted to play for him. I still speak to him. The last game I was at was the Liverpool match at Christmas, and I went to see him in his office. I took my daughter as he'd never met her. That was important for me. Overall, I want to thank him for his honesty and for his trust, because that trust made me a better player and a better person too. He taught me good rules for life, which I use now. I want to wish him good luck for his next chapter. And there will be another chapter. I don't see him retiring at all. He loves the game too much. The Visitors, Burnley. Europe beckons for Burnley at the end of a magnificent 2017-18 season. By Mike Hammond. Going into this weekend, the Clarets required one point from their final two Premier League fixtures to seal a place in next season's UEFA Europa League. But such was their goal difference advantage over closest pursuers Everton that barring a big win for the Toffees at home to Southampton yesterday, Burnley's qualification for Europe was all but guaranteed. As you listen to this, they may have that Europa League place already wrapped up. Furthermore, with a win at Emirates today, Burnley would move level on points with Arsenal, pushing the Gunners under pressure to hold on to sixth place, which carries automatic qualification for next season's Europa League group stage. All things being equal... European football will return to Turf Moor next season for the first time in over half a century, the club's previous two continental campaigns being the 1960-61 European Cup, in which they reached the second round, and the 1966-67 Intercities Fairs Cup, in which they got to the quarter-finals. Should they finish seventh in the Premier League, they will be obliged to begin their 2018-19 campaign in late July in the Europa League's second qualifying round. If they are to reach the competition's group stage, they will need to win three knockout ties in total, concluding with the playoff round on August the 23rd and 30th. A club of modest resources, Burnley's 2017-18 campaign has been a tale of the unexpected. It is only their fourth season in the Premier League, their first back-to-back campaign in the top flight since the 1970s, and their most successful since 1973-74, when they finished sixth in the old First Division. 
promoted only two years ago as winners of the championship. The season after they were relegated, Burnley's recent ups and downs have all been overseen by manager Sean Deitch, who has been in charge for the past five and a half years. The club's faith in the 46-year-old from Northamptonshire is now reaping rich rewards. Burnley have not looked back since they shocked champions Chelsea with a 3-2 win at Stamford Bridge on the opening day of the season. Defeated only once in their opening eight Premier League matches and victorious in nine of their first 17, they have pretty much held their position as the leaders of the pack outside the top six all season. There was a worrying winless spell of 11 matches during the winter months, but a burst of five successive victories in March and April, including three in a row on their travels at West Ham, West Brom and Watford, effectively secured seventh spot. It is in defence that Burnley have been so impressive this season. Only three clubs in the division have conceded fewer than their 32 goals. The Clarets also boast 12 clean sheets, the latest of them coming in a nil-nil draw at home to Brighton last Saturday. Defeated 1-0 at home by Arsenal in November to a late penalty, Burnley have yet to beat the Gunners in seven Premier League fixtures, losing their last six. They will be hoping to change that this afternoon. A brief history. Formed in 1882. Stadium, Turf Moor. Capacity, 21,944. Manager, Sean Deach. Local rivals, Blackburn Rovers. Record games played. Jerry Dawson, 522. Youngest ever player, Tommy Lawton in 1936. 16 years, 163 days. Did you know? Burnley haven't beaten Arsenal in their last nine attempts. Eight losses and one draw. A run stretching back to December 2008. Burnley are one of only five teams to have won all four divisions in England. The others being Wolves, Preston, Sheffield United and Portsmouth. Burnley became the first lower league side to beat Arsene Wenger's Arsenal when they knocked us out of the Carling Cup in 2008-9, some 12 years into Wenger's reign. The last time we met, Turf Moor Premier League, November 26, 2017. Burnley nil, Arsenal won, scored by Alexis in the 90th minute with a penalty. Playing for Burnley were Pope, Loughton, Tarkowski, Me, Ward, Goodmanson, Defoe, substituted by Wood in the 78th minute, Cork, Brady, Hendrick and Barnes. For Arsenal, Czech, Koscielny, Mustafi, Monreal, Bellerin, Sharka, Ramsey, Kolosinak, Iwobi, substituted by Wilshire in the 67th minute, Alexis Lacazette, substituted by Welbeck in the 79th minute. Quick stats, last five matches against Arsenal. Burnley nil, Arsenal one, November the twenty sixth, twenty seventeen. Arsenal two, Burnley one, January the twenty second, twenty seventeen. Burnley nil, Arsenal one, October the second, twenty sixteen. Arsenal two, Burnley one, January the thirtieth, twenty sixteen. Burnley one. Arsenal, nil, April the 11th, 2015. Last five managers, Sean Deitch, October 2012 to present. Terry Pashley, October 2012. 
Eddie Howe, January 2011 to October 2012. Stuart Gray, December 2010 to January 2011. Brian Laws, January 2010 to December 2010. Last five top scorers all competitions. Sam Folks, 12, 2016 to 17. Andre Gray, 25, 2015 to 16. Danny Ings, 11, 2014 to 15. Danny Ings, 26, 2013 to 14. Charlie Austin, 24, 2012 to 13. Memory Lane, 1. Burnley entertained Arsenal in the first match of the 1975 to 76 season, drawing the game 0-0 in a season in which they were relegated. Memory Lane, 2. It was 33 years before they returned to the top flight and had to wait until December 16, 2009 to take on the Gunners in the league once more, a game that finished 1-1. Cesc Fabregas gave Arsenal an early lead, Graham Alexander equalising from the penalty spot. The run. It's 55 years since the teams last met in May, when Burnley travelled to Highbury on May 11th, 1963, and won 3-2. All-time record, Arsenal vs Burnley. Played 104. Lost 33. Drawn 21. Won 50. Arson awesome Tributes by Sir Alex Ferguson People said when I left Manchester United after 27 years that it wouldn't be done again. Arson after 22 years is moving on and I think that era has gone. That longevity, that control of a football club that Arson had at Arsenal Football Club is a thing of the past. But what a career, absolutely fantastic. Apart from his managerial skill, he's shown an incredible endurance, durability and determination. In a certain way, I relished the rivalry we had, but I also had a bit of trepidation, because you have to win those matches. The contest between those two great clubs, I actually think it made the Premier League. It was the highlight of the league for seven or eight years, those two battling it out, head to head, toe to toe, and whoever won was going to win that league, and that's a fact. Throughout the contests we had, there was always that feeling that when you did win a game, it was a major victory. It was a big step towards the title. When you're at a club like Manchester United, I had this experience of always looking in your wing mirror because you'll see who's coming up behind you. And Arsene appeared from nowhere. He came from Japan and he bought a different way of managing his football club in terms of diet and training regimes. And this raised the antenna of ourselves in the sense that we've got competition here. What are they doing that we should maybe do ourselves? It's one of those things that you should always try to progress no matter whether it's one degree or one percent or two percent. And I think we had to do that because Arsenal were a formidable side. When the fixture list came out in June, I would be on holiday. I went straight to find out when we were playing Arsenal. Is the first game at Highbury or later at the Emirates? When are we playing them at Old Trafford? That was the name of the game then. Myself and Arsenal were competitive and there were contentious issues when the two teams met. That's been well documented. But when I took on the role at UEFA, and Arsenal plays a big role in that, we would sit for dinner every year at a beautiful little restaurant in Switzerland and enjoy each other's company. 
It's a different situation now. I have retired and Arson is a mature man. We get on very well. My abiding memory from the point of view of Manchester United was winning the double in our first full season, 1997-98. It certainly raised the stakes for us, no question about that. A double in his first full year, that was amazing. Teams Arsenal Manager Arsene Wenger Red shirts with white sleeves, white shorts and red and white socks. Number 4. Per Mertesacker Number 6. Loren Kozilny Number 7. Henrik Mkhitaryan Number 8. Aaron Ramsey Number 9. Alexandre Lacazette Number 10. Jack Wilshere Number 11. Mesut Ozil Number 13. Goalkeeper David Ospina Number 14. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang Number 16. Rob Holding Number 17. Alex Iwobi Number 18. Nacho Monreal Number 19. Santi Cazorla Number 20. Shakuljan Mustafi Number 21. Callum Chambers Number 23. Danny Welbeck Number 24. Hector Bellerin Number 27. Kostantinos Mavropanos Number 29. Granite Zaka Number 30. Ainsley Maitland-Niles Number 31. Said Kolasinac Number 33. Goalkeeper Petra Cech Number 35. Mohamed Elneny Number 43. Josh De Silva Number 44. Vlad Dragomir Number 47. Charlie Gilmore Number 50. Goalkeeper Dejan Iliev Number 54. Goalkeeper Matt Macy Number 61. Rhys Nelson Number 62. Eddie Enkatia Number 63. Jordi Osei-Tutu Number 69. Joe Willock Burnley, manager Sean Dyche. Light blue shirts, shorts and socks with claret trim. Number one, goalkeeper Tom Heaton. Number two, Matthew Lowton. Number three, Charlie Taylor. Number four, Jack Cork. Number five, James Tokowski. Number six, Ben Mee. Number seven, George Kevin Enkudu. Number 8, Dean Marnie. Number 9, Sam Vokes. Number 10, Ashley Barnes. Number 11, Chris Wood. Number 12, Robbie Brady. Number 13, Jeff Hendrick. Number 16, Stephen DeFore. Number 17, Johan Berg Goodmanson. Number 18, Ashley Westwood. Number 19, Jonathan Walters. Number 20, Frederick Ulfstedt. Number 21, Narky Wells. Number 22, goalkeeper Anders Lindegaard. Number 23, Stephen Ward. Number 25, Aaron Lennon. Number 26, Phil Bardsley. Number 28, Kevin Long. Number 29, goalkeeper Nick Pope. Number 30, goalkeeper Adam Legstins.
Number 34, Tom Anderson. Number 37, Scott Arfield. Number 41, Aidan O'Neill. Number 43, Brad Jackson. Hello, this is Arsene Wenger. That brings us to the end of this audio production of the Arsenal Matchday programme. MBNA, official partner of Arsenal. The perfect match. Working together to make good stuff happen for fans. MBNA is a responsible lender. Credit cards issued by MBNA Limited. Credit is available subject to status to UK residents age 18 or over. Switch, save, and win. Catch your bells, win Arsenal prizes, and do something for the planet. This season, we're giving Arsenal fans even more chances to win great prizes with an exciting new competition. Of course, you can still get the same 100% green electricity that powers Emirates Stadium for your home, and it's less than the price of the average standard tariff from the big suppliers. Sign up today at afc.octopus.energy for more chances to win. Octopus Energy, official energy partner with Arsenal. Switch online now at afc.octopus.energy. Arsenal, always ahead of the game. Red membership 2017-18. Membership benefits include Priority ticket access Access to ticket exchange Exclusive membership pack Access to unlimited Arsenal video content Join today from £29 Alwaysaheadofthegame.com Arsenal Stadium Tour Get closer to the home of football Includes the FA Cup experience. Audio tours in nine languages. Find out more at arsenal.com forward slash tours.